0: Welcome to Driving the Trains with Steve McKay. Hey folks, it's Steve. And Adam. And we're back in the mini. It's Wednesday night. It's that time. We're going to talk trains. Um, oh, someone doesn't have their
1: seatbelt on. Door closed. What do we what? got? Oh, door closed, probably me. Let's see here. I don't know. I think that's, is that?
0: See you? Oh, no, no. That's my parking brake slightly. Ah. Uh, there we go. There we go. OK. All right. We're ready to go now. Technical difficulties worked through. And um, let's see. First, I had an email question from Dave Barry, the creator of 18GB, about my 1862 podcast and the strategy. You want to read that, Adam? You
1: yeah. Know? The question from Dave is, one tactic you didn't mention was to get capital into an existing company by starting a new company and merging the two before either have operated. This can let the surviving company run its existing trains, possibly bumping it up higher in operating order, and then you buy a new cha- train with a capital injection. Um, have you tried this and does it work for you, Steve? Yeah, well, and so we were just discussing this because you know
0: how much planning we do for this podcast, and um, we don't think this is a legal play. like. The token for the new company doesn't go down on the map until it operates. And um, so because there's a requirement that both companies see each other in order to merge, that means you cannot merge until the, the, both companies are on the map, which I guess if you had your first... You, I guess if you started a new company at a higher stock price, then you could merge at the beginning of its turn, but you're still not gonna, I mean, you're still not gonna adjust operating order until that company starts, so,
1: I I mean, I it, guess. we don't have the rules in front of us, so we're kind of going yeah. by our memory here, but I, I thought that you would have to have that first company in order of operations lay its token, which, per, which would be after the original opportunity to merge. And then you wouldn't get another opportunity until the end of, its, oh, end of its operations, which would be after train purchases.
0: Yeah, well, and also, I mean, if you, if you merge it, yeah, if you have to merge it that way, then, um, then you would uh, not have the second company's trains run, which might be really bad. So anyway, I guess we need to go back and read the rules <laughs> and maybe we'll answer Dave's question the next time. <laughs> yes. But it was nice to get a question from Dave um, and, uh, and hear from him. Um, I had one suggestion for your title, but I, I, I didn't think it adequately represented your importance to the podcast, Adam. It was something, it was passenger, honored passenger or something like that. And honored passenger. that sounds like it's passive. Like you're just in the car, which I mean, don't get me wrong folks. He is trapped in the car with me driving. And, and one of my favorite things about Adam is not once has he like screamed or squealed or even like grabbed onto something to hold on while I drive which, <laughs> which puts him in a very small unique category of the Venn diagram of people who have ridden in my car with me driving and people who have not tried to grab a hold of something I, during
1: the driving I think there's definitely times where I think maybe I should have grabbed something well for, hindsight but you know yeah. but he hasn't done it yet
0: so that's that's a good thing okay um, we're back to the top we're, we're we're back to the topic 1817 part two um, if we made mistakes in the first part no one's listened to it enough to tell us that um, and we're not going to rehash it um, and uh, so we're gonna start at the start of or1 or 1.1 or what 1. a or whatever you want to call it so
1: Adam what what are your what are your thoughts on the very first OR? What are you trying to do? The, we mentioned um, in the previous podcast, we thought that you should really be playing out how the first OR is going to run in your head when you're floating your companies. I think that should be a big part of how you're valuing things and which companies you're starting. So likely, if you've done that, then you're mostly just going through. Uh, there's the operational part of doing the track lays and buying the trains that you were planning on buying. Uh, however, it's very likely in seventeen that things are going to happen that are going to interrupt what you were planning on doing. You mean other players, other players, players are in the game, <laughs> and they're going to lay that track. That's going to really upset you. Um, so you'll probably be dealing with those things. Uh, how I think how the two trains are playing out, like how many two trains are you gonna buy? What routes are you gonna buy them? Are you gonna buy them over? Like sometimes you wanna buy a two train into your company that's running later in the OR. You buy it in the first company with the money and then buy it over because they don't have the runs. Uh, And then thinking about um, if you're not gonna buy as many two trains, are you setting up for a two plus or a three train in the next OR? Yeah,
0: I think one of the things that I'm I Try to evolve in my play of this game is that the, the having one company buy trains for the other company, or you know, understanding that that operating order is crucial, figuring out like you know, maybe you got southern New York, you can only run one train until green because it's only you know, get one exit, and so okay, but that doesn't mean you don't have it by two trains, you know, maybe. Maybe by the time your second company rolls around, you go, "Oh, it, it opened up, and I'm going to maybe get three routes out of this company somehow." You know, depending on which location you're at, um, and and so, you know, if you have that first company buy the extra train, and that third route opens up, hey, great, you can capitalize on that. Or if you know you have your first company buy that extra train and that route doesn't open up and the route gets closed off for you, hey, no problem, you still buy the train over and you, but you only buy one train on the second company. You know, having, having buying that first, that extra train and the higher operating company um, can certainly add a lot of flexibility, um, but I, it, it's rare that I would ever like try to get a third train so that, you know, the other company has three and you move one down, you leave two in the top. I'm more, I'm more, it's like, it's a strategy for, am I gonna need four trains or am I gonna only need three trains? Or maybe, am I gonna need three trains or just two trains, depending upon where you started? I, You know, stretching for trains just is generally bad in this game.
1: <laughs> you find the same thing, Adam, or you? Well, I mean, you wanna take on some, the money's gonna be cheap early, so those loans are pretty attractive. Right. This first operating route ra- and this first operating round to get those trains going, especially if you have the routes for them. Yeah, yeah. What do you What do you think of um, any interesting tile-lay areas? Maybe like you know Philadelphia, <sighs> New York, Southern New York, Baltimore.
0: Yeah, I mean, that plays out. the The thing about the the Baltimore, the Philly, um, the Southern New York, you know, if you're the Baltimore player. Getting straight to New York is what you hope for, um, and so typically you're going to have to have parred fairly high to get that spot. I mean, hopefully the other players made you pay money for that spot. Um, so hopefully you're going before that Philly player or before the Southern New York player.
1: Um, you know, go
0: directly to New York. Um, yeah, that
1: spot. Those area that area definitely has some tension and how it's going to build out. Yeah. That where you part is going to matter a lot and also what people want. Usually, Philadelphia wants to go to both Southern New York and Baltimore. Yeah. But sometimes they point to Pittsburgh, too, which might throw you off.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you're in Baltimore and you're going after that Southern New York and after the Philly player, you better be satisfied going south. You know, you may if if you're screwed, you only have one route out of there. Um, And and you know the problem with that spot is obviously you're going to be lay- you're going to be paying for track, right? you're going to be paying you're going to be paying for that20 dollar tile lay to either north or south, and then you're probably going to want to lay the second tile, you know, so 40 dollars in the first round on
1: track lays. Yeah. so, so what I, I found to be um, sort of unintuitive when I first played this game is that Baltimore sometimes has an opportunity to lay a sharp turn up towards Pittsburgh and then kind of make an offering that the Pittsburgh player will build in towards Southern Baltimore instead of building across to Philadelphia. And to make this work, you kind of have to operate in an order that would force Philly and South Newark to build their connections to your your, uh, east side of Baltimore. So you have them build that out and then you work with Pittsburgh to build out um, a direct connection to Pittsburgh early with a cool token hopefully yeah. they, and that's that's better than getting to Richmond um, so that's not something that I thought of myself someone showed me that from the Seattle group
0: yeah I you know I I think maybe we're just dumb but I do see that frequently we um, we let that Pittsburgh player get Philly or get something over there? I not Baltimore, but
1: Southern New York maybe. I, I
0: yeah.
1: Every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, I've gotten um Pittsburgh plus Philly. Yeah. In our group a couple of times, I think. Yeah. People usually don't want Philly, but Yeah. If you have Pittsburgh
0: though and can control that,
1: you know, why not? Um let's move on a little
0: bit to the two plus trains. What's your thoughts on two pluses, engineering that.
1: Well, I like the game design of the two pluses because they they end up running the same number of times as the two trains because you get them one round later yeah. and then they run one round more in the two trains. Um, but even though that holds and then you would think, like when I first started playing this game, I would thought, oh, getting the two trains is better because the earlier money is better than getting money one turn later, which is generally true. However, we'll get into talking about like rusting out the two trains by rushing the fours. The two plus is a lot more valuable than the twos come a couple hours later when the twos are gonna blow up. So I, I like to to get at least one of them when I can. I think there's only four. There's four. Yeah, there's just four. four. Uh, they, they should usually go up pretty fast. Um, it doesn't usually take much to get them. Usually means if I have a company that has a good single train run, like Southern New York, I just have it buy and run a single train, and then I buy it a two plus, and usually the game, by the third op- operating round, the game has moved far enough forward that that place can now run two trains and run the two plus.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, the two plus, in our group does tend to be purchased almost always by the first 60 to 70% of the companies that operate in OR, in the OR. Mm -hmm. So if you're a low priced company, um, you shouldn't expect to get a two plus in our group. And I think that's, it's, I think it's group dependent. It's like group thought dependent. Like if people don't value the two pluses, then maybe a company towards the end of the operating order can get one which is even more valuable because it's you know it's quite possible that like high operating twos may actually run and the uh, and low operating twos get killed most mm-hmm. of the, most of the time the fours are purchased by a company that Started that OR at two hundred dollars, and they're killing everybody's twos, but not always. Yep. Um, and so there's a chance that your two pluses are going to be um, much more valuable um, because if they, and that low operating company, but it just doesn't happen very often. Um, and so, so if you are definitely want a two plus, make sure you're one of the you know top fifty percent of the companies operating because
1: otherwise they they may not
0: be there when you want them
1: to be there. Yeah. And um, part I think part of that groupthink, and I definitely point into that groupthink of oh, the cheap plus is going early. So if I'm running a company that needs another train in the lower half, I'm usually thinking about how is there a way where I might be able to get it at a three in OR one point two? Like if I don't think I'm gonna need a use of the cash in the next stock round, like maybe I'll see. That I'm not going to get enough cash to start another company, and there's going to be no shares worth buying because I'm not growing up. Maybe it's worth doing like a full withhold and growing think, up, like maybe growing up and full withholding and taking on a bunch of loans to get a three train in OR 1.2. So if you knowing that the T pluses are gone.
0: Yeah. So just to clarify that strategy, because I don't think I've ever engineered buying a three train into a two share company that early.
1: Yes. You're, yeah.
0: I mean, because so in order for you to do that, you're really going buying a two, right, um, and uh, and then withholding fully, probably both times.
1: Well, I think in this strategy, the, the, way, I, the way I would engineer it is, um, well, I probably should talk about the M and A round in between one one point two and yeah, one. Yeah, sure. Let's let's talk about the M the
0: first the very first M and A round between 1.1 and 1.2, What
1: what are you typically doing there? Um, I, I usually am considering, at least consider growing up one company. Um, In that very first? Day. But I usually don't. Okay. I, I consider it, I, I think I don't think I normally uh, do it. So one, one thing to consider is the three might not get bought. So then if you grow up, you might not get only that token, yeah. but if you know you're going like very last or if you're running like three companies all at the end together, maybe you can do what I'm talking about and you can engineer a way to get the three train out and then also engineer a way for a company that you're running after to lay a station in like Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, I I think to me, the early growth is all on on can I token and secondarily, can I get a three train? And so if you're in a game where a higher operating company than one of yours grows, because it goes top down for growth, and in, in in there, then you're like, oh, well, that, that guy's gonna probably buy a three and I might as well grow because I'll be able to lay the first token, right? And so if someone has yep. grown in front of you, then it becomes a much more viable, yeah, I wanna grow now. Growing to get the three, it's kind of like this double edged sword because it's like, well, okay, I'm going to grow, but I won't be able to buy my own share because the only way I'm going to buy that three train is if I withhold and grow. And, you know, or I suppose if you grow, maybe you've got enough loan space where you can still buy that three train. But, you know, if you take that many loans, then you're probably not going to be fully paying. And so, is you really want that many shares of the thing? I, I don't know. I, the early growth to me is less about the train and more about the token,
1: I would yeah, say. Yeah. Because I think getting that second token spot in baltimore pittsburgh or um i think that's pretty if you can pull it off like, i think a lot of that there's a, there's a kind of a meta game on who can get that yeah and usually the person that took the token miner is is trying to get that there um so you might be able to i mean if you if you're able to get Pittsburgh token by growing up and snipe it from the guy that paid a lot of money for the miner, you really hurt what he valued that at yeah. in my in my opinion.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean maybe a Baltimore token is a good consolation prize, but yeah. but certainly if uh, I've I've made mistakes where that token sits on my charter for many rounds because it's like oh god. I I missed a boat on Pittsburgh, I missed a boat on Baltimore that was never in the running for Charleston. It was, you know, it's like, yeah.
1: So, so buying the third share, do you usually buy the
0: third share when you grow up? I usually want to be able to buy the third share when I grow up. Like, I, if I'm not growing to token, um, yeah, I usually want to be able to buy the third share um, just so that the loss of revenue is lower, um, you know. Do you typically avoid it? i haven't I don't know if I've paid attention.
1: I've tried to avoid it now, but I try to do that by growing up a company that is like I don't necessarily want to grow up my best company because I think that people will then want to buy the shares of it, and if you have kind of a mediocre company and then you grow up, if people buy the shares of it, there's wait there's things you can do to hurt them buying into your company, like liquidating it or doing a friendly purchase, that kind of thing. Um, And you don't get hurt by that as much if you don't have the three shares. If you only have two shares, um, in in a sense, if three people buy your shares and you only have two of them, you're kind of hurting the table more by doing something crazy with that company. But if it's your company that's in Pittsburgh or something, then I I want to buy that share. Yeah. but then I also want to keep that company as a two-share company normally for as long as possible. Uh, that's usually what I think about the third share. Um, there's the normal, there's this- Yeah, one, Talk to me about that left-right binding because I don't think I know that one. Okay, so, um, so left-right binding is this, this kind of concept from different board games where um, where you're sitting in relation to certain people on the table can matter a lot. So. Like being to the left um, of certain players might be an advantage. And in 1817, that advantage is uh, like maybe like say, so Steve normally runs good companies, which is true, um, <laughs> and he's really good at laying track and building out great routes. So if I'm sitting to the left of Steve in 1817 and he's generally going to um, grow up and merge companies that will probably end up being a good company, then I always have the priority on buying one of those shares. And if, if I know that, that Steve's not going to throw these into the trash very often, I'm getting a pretty big boon by always having the first priority on buying that share. Um, and then maybe you're sitting left to, that person sitting left to someone that uh, it's really risky to buy that third share they're not getting much benefit at all. Uh, so there's a rule called the Totem Rule. I think this was pitched by this the other group. Yeah. Um, Talbot likes to play with this rule. I, yeah. And this, it, you basically use so, uh, some tokens to represent the game, each player, uh, kind of next to the game board. And it keeps track of who has priority for buying a share in the M&A rounds when it comes available. When someone buys a share that's not the president, they go to the bottom of the stack, and yeah. it kind of bubbles up. Yeah, and so, that,
0: so if you pass, you maintain high priority on the next merger. If you buy a share, you go to the bottom, and you're gonna have last priority on the next
1: merger. It doesn't matter who's sitting next to you and whatnot, so. Yeah, it adds a little bit of overhead, but yeah, I do think it helps limit that problem. Yeah. Especially if you're playing with the same people over and over again, and you know who is more likely to run a good company than uh a bunch of companies and merge them and throw them away and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, if people are arguing over uh, who gets to sit next to who at the beginning of a game. This, <laughs> this <Yeah>. is <laughs> this is probably something you should adopt in your in your group. All right. Um all right, let's move along a little bit. Talk to me about okay, let's pretend we're getting a little bit beyond the very first ORs. Talk to me about your thoughts on mergers. When you merge, is it highly
1: situational, do you always I mean what do you, what do you
0: what are your thoughts on merging?
1: I, I don't like to merge in this game unless I'm trying to limit the number of like train liabilities I have. Although I think i like to, at least with my starting companies, let them run and grow up longer to kind of get more capital that way um, and get more stations that I control. Because if you merge them together, you're not gaining stations to help control the map for you. So I would rather float new companies and then merge those floated companies into my original company, or merge them into my original companies, but do that when it's a five share to five share merge and not a two share merge. Yeah, the two share merge is
0: just like suicide. Um, The stock price just shoots to the top. And yeah, then, oh yeah,
1: that's a good, then, yeah, let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, so I mean, so two-share merge, you're gonna add the prices together and then you're gonna still have two shares. And so your two $80 companies are now at 160 bucks and everybody's like, oh, thank you for the short target. I mean, it, it's, I mean, yeah, I just, anybody who does a two-share merge is just asking to, to get your ass handed to you um, with the shorts, even if the company's healthy. It's just that the company is overpriced. No, usually no company, at any stage except the end stage of the game, is worth that much money. I mean, until you have a permanent train in the company, it's just not worth $200 a share, you know. And and yeah. so yeah, the two share of merge. I mean, maybe if you're merging to $40 or $45 companies or whatever, and you're at 90 bucks, okay, then you're not a short target. But if you're in the middle of the game and you're at $150. Um,
1: that's typically just screaming, sure me, sure me, sure right? Yeah. I, if you're running that three company position, you, I think, and yeah, you're part low, like Steve just mentioned, I think then there'd be a, kind of some good cases where you want to merge them together, because then you're only having two companies to worry about when you're needing to buy in the four trains when that's come around. Uh, it can be tempting, though. The other thing you can do um, is an early acquisition. Yeah. How often do you do that?
0: Yeah. So that's. I mean. So the first time I ever played, maybe not the first time, maybe the second or third time I played Seventeen, I did this thing which I've never been able to do as successfully as I did it in that game. And I think the reason is is because either we screwed up a rule on when you can start two share companies, or we let the middle game last too long, which probably the latter Mm. is you start a new company and you basically the first OR, you know, it, it start a new company at $200 a share, it's got $400 in it and the first OR it, um, you know, it buys a train or does something. And then you, one of your other companies buys the train out from it and the second OR it has zero cash and falls into liquidation. and And it's like, okay, I've just, you know successfully transferred $400 into my other company and now this thing is got a token on the map and I will then buy it because it's in liquidation and if you have a great token maybe the other players will buy it from you for significant money and and you end up with like Oh, okay, let's see. I I bought four hundred dollars worth of company. I bought a train with that and I moved all the money over in and train into the other company. And now someone just paid me $150 for a token. And so I was able to buy my train with a hundred and fifty dollar discount, you know, um, because yep. that, that token was so valuable to somebody else. Um, so I I typically if like if I have two two-share companies that i like my tokens and I like where I'm at um you know hope maybe you got a third company that's a five share company that can afford to win a bidding war with loans and things like that that's the only the only challenge with like you know having one of your companies fall into liquidation and and then buying it over is you you do open yourself up to someone going ah I I can bid higher than you and, and I want that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well the company's got no trains, it's only got tokens. Um, I mean, you wanna do that, right? You, if you're gonna let one fall into the tank, you are going to make sure it's totally as worthless as it can be, which is just tokens yeah. on the map. Maybe be,
1: maybe a couple of loans, you know? And yeah, be careful to not leave that train in there, because oh, then, yeah. then they might really bid you up high and take it away from you. And now you lost the nice train and the tokens. Yeah, yeah.
0: So so you do have to be careful i mean uh, one time we were playing with uh, jj and uh he wasn't watching and he put himself into acquisition and he didn't realize that i could buy his company for more money than he could bid and it wasn't a lot of money you know it was like he didn't have much loan space the company had a couple loans so the max he could bid was like a 100 bucks or something and i could easily bid like 300 if i wanted to but you know i bid 110 and i got his great company and he was disappointed with that you know um and so you do have to be careful of those those strategies where you put up for friendly sale gotta look around see who can buy it see how much it helps them um you know especially if the place has got great tokens but um i mean i i've played a game where or maybe it was that game but i ended up at the end of the game with eight tokens in one company and I had never merged. I had just bought these fire sales
1: and bought tokens all over the place. And
0: yeah, that was yeah. And, that's, that
1: was and it. it's easier to do if you get a game where someone goes bankrupt and you can pick up some cheaper I tokens. I don't think anybody would... went bankrupt no, really? in that game. Just, no, no. I was just was buying my sounds? own. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Just buying up my own companies and just you know. I think it was a game. I like I said, the middle ran kind of long, and we were able to start two to, two share companies and you know and just pump money back in, so.
1: So a lot of of times going out of OR 1.2, the M&A round after 1.2, usually you're far enough away from the force. It's possible that it could still get rushed
0: and and maybe a three-point
1: run, I'm sure it's possible, but at least in our games, we don't see it a lot.
0: Yeah, usually in our games, the the three gets exported at the end of the second OR. At the end of OR 1.2, the three gets exported. No one's managed to engineer buying the three yet. And so what you're then looking at is, can, especially if you're the first operating company or the second operating company, can I grow to get that token in Pittsburgh or Baltimore? Right, that's that's typically what I see happen, right? Yeah. That's our pattern. Um, Because you know you'll be in green, no one can bid on those spaces because you didn't get into green and it hasn't been updated yet, um, and
1: uh, yeah, yeah. So I think I think that we covered MA, we can We go back to that strategy G four. If you are going to try to get the three in or one point two, it's gonna. I think it's gonna look something like you've you've bought over, so you have two two trains running in a late running company hopefully go after the two pluses have been, been bought. Um, you grew up to a five share company, uh, and you bought your extra token. Maybe you bought in the third share or not. Um, and then in the next round, you're gonna do a full withhold and possibly take on, up so up three more loans up to five loans. So that way you get enough money to buy that three train. It's gonna give you less money in the second stock round to buy stuff. Um, If you're going to do this strategy, you don't want to necessarily have money because you don't care about buying other shares and you're not trying to fund another company because you have the three trade now. Yeah. Um, Or if you are going to buy other shares, you want just enough money to buy that third share of your company with the two twos and the three, because that'll be a great company share to have. But since you have five loans, you also maybe want the three shares on there paying in to take care of the loan interest. Um, Yeah, I think the worst thing to have happened is is you take all those
0: loans, you're at 70 or $80 share price and everybody buys your shares and it's not enough to pay off your loans and you're now having to do full withholds rather than half pays or something because,
1: you know, you don't have enough money to pay for all your loans. Yeah, I I think in that situation you might be looking at, if you just have two shares, it's gonna hurt less to then just keep doing full withholds, pay off your loans, kind of keep your stock price low, the table doesn't get any money, you, and then you eventually you move that three train over to one of your companies that you own 100% of. Yeah. And then you let the other people that have those shares now I have shares in this really crappy company with two trains that is gonna be sold down and shorted or liquidated or yeah. acquired or something. And they only ever like get the money they put into the company out of the money out of it. So like they, you you kind of have dead money, you have dead money, they have dead money, but your your is not really dead because you're still taking the assets out and putting them somewhere else that you control. Yeah. And you can control the payouts. I. I don't I try if it's spot out that much, I really don't think you should just be paying the table. Right. But maybe you do. Maybe there's reasons to do it. Uh going into the the second stock round, what what do you normally try to do? How much cash, cash do you try to have?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think I don't do this well, but I you know, I think that my sort of like second stock round um i'm i'm not usually have much cash i usually because i usually try to be even though the loans are cheap at the beginning of the game i try to be like loan very light by the the the, the next stock round after the second or set i like try to be down to one or two loans um, okay, yeah. I, I I mean I've just I've tried yeah, I just I'm very conservative on the loans. It seems like every time I get too many loans, I get in this situation where the company's no longer earning enough money to pay its interest <laughs> and I just like kill me now. Um I you know, I don't see how this is ever gonna end well, you know. Um, and so I've usually I've usually like, you know, half paid and paid off a loan on at least one company um you know um yeah so i'm usually like looking around for a share i can buy um Mm -hmm. and maybe i should be more aggressive and just like buy a share sell a share put it in the pool buy somebody else's share you know five share companies and just try to mess with people who have five share companies at that point um I mean, it helps them out because it puts cash in their companies, but it hurts them because they put lower cash than they'd get later in the game. So I uh, yeah,
1: but what about you? What are your strategies on that first stock round? I or Normally I don't make enough. I am usually not paying off loans and I'm, I think more cash than you're getting, but I never feel like I can get enough cash To have enough where I can float a a new company very high. Maybe you can float it, um, like maybe you can float it lower and float a new company and then buy a three train with uh, some loans. I think I've done that a few times. So I, but I'm trying to plan out my cash so I know what I'm gonna buy. Like I want enough cash to then grow my companies and buy the shares, or I want—I don't want any cash, and I just kind of want to like withhold and get trains going so I can pay out a bunch in the next set, to then flow companies and open the second stock round. Um, I think I view it kind of as a a problem if I'm at like you know, I can buy a, a single share of someone else's company that may or may not pay, and then I'm just gonna sit on like a hundred bucks. I, I really don't like being in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I think I think one of the things I've stopped doing that I probably
0: should try again is, you know, you do start a company that's just, can't buy a three train, it doesn't have enough money, but it, but it funnels that money into one of your other companies, right, it buys over a two train, helping that other company buy a three train, you know, maybe takes a loan, Buys, you know, buys the two train. You, you know, you start at 120 or something like that. And takes a loan, buys a two train over, um, and you know, then fully withholds try to pay off the loan. You know, um, yeah, you know, and and just something to throw away. But usually, and then and then you know, goes into liquidation, and then maybe someone loves the token and, and buys it away from you, um, or if people don't love the token, you get it back for cheap into one of your other companies. Maybe maybe that's I, I think I've gone away from that strategy, but I don't know when we talked about this. up oh, crazy lady will jaywalk in here. Yep.
1: Yeah, uh, right, right when it's in green. Um And we've and, made it all the way into Oakland. So we Yeah, but we're, we're during... a little
0: more on time. This is thirty seven minutes. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we're we're not we're not there was an accident on the bridge, so but we are we are in Oakland, which is why we have crazy people walking across the street though. um I shouldn't say that. Oakland's a great place, but yeah, and yeah. So I mean, I I I think maybe I should do that next time. Next time I play this game, maybe I'll try that. Because usually it is like, oh, I can I can start a company, but I won't be able to afford a three train. But maybe it's it's the wrong way of thinking. It it's like ah, I can buy a two train for one hundred and forty dollars, and this other company will get one hundred and forty dollars in
1: it. Or take two loans, you know, maybe if. maybe you have enough money where your your loans
0: yeah. are okay and your first companies Yeah, I mean I mean I'm usually usually though I don't I don't I mean cuz you typically interest is going to be $10, 15, 20 at that point. And so if it's a fit, let's say it's a $15, okay, you're going to lose 30 dollars in interest, so you're only going to get 170 for two loans to get to that 250, you know, it means I guess you only have to start a company at $80. Yeah, maybe. Typically, I don't know, it's going to be in some ass end of the universe that isn't going yeah. to allow it.
1: <laughs> maybe you can get like Scranton, um, maybe Albany or Boston. Uh, I think it, it really depends on how that map got built out early or yeah. like how the, which companies got floated where early, what yeah. spots are still good on the map yeah. to get going. You're going to have green tiles like right away because the three train is, almost certainly got exported so you are going to be able to create a route i think with that company so talk
0: to me about your the next set of ors for you adam what are you what are you trying to do when does does the ton of threes available um obviously you're trying to get as many as possible what what's your typical strategy around around that
1: so if we're going into the the next set the three I mean, the three is going to be getting purchased uh, either by some new companies that floated. Um, I'm trying to go through this set of operating rounds, and by the end of it, have ger- generated at least $400 into my into my pocket, so I can float something new next round. Uh, so that's kind of like the the bar is to get to 400 So I want to look at my payouts. So after after OR
0: 2.2, we've now completed two full sets of ORs, and you're saying you want 400 in cash entering that stock
1: round. Yeah, 400 in cash entering stock round three, so I can lock, you know, I can kind of get an uncontested um, spot on the map where I can just open there and put $400 down and not get it bid, bid away, because there's going to be great spots. So I want to try to arrange $400 for stock round three. So then like what, I'm thinking about what are my operations um, between my companies for these two operating rounds. Like, do I, can I half pay here and then full pay here? Um, There's situations where maybe I need to fully withhold in the first round so I can fully pay in the second round instead of doing two half pays. I'm thinking about those things to try to get to 400. There's games where I don't get it. And then it's like, it's probably still okay if I get to like 380, 390, 370. Uh, ideally, I want to have 380 and be like more cash than most other people. So that way, I can win the auctions on the important locations, like maybe I can get Charleston or something.
0: Yeah. With that.
1: So which, that, which might be maybe why, you know, if you do have $100
0: in the last stock round, not buying a share, so that you have all that ready cash, even if you don't have priority, you can now bid people.
1: Right. Because if you're, if you don't have priority, then you can't sell your share in time and Not going to have that cash to bid. Right. So, how can I get to $400 in cash? Um, I may be also considering if I have a really good position and I don't, you know, I feel like I'm ahead on trains, then I'm having different thoughts. Then I'm thinking about um, how to keep that running. I don't really want to maybe keep pushing the trains if I'm like ahead on threes or head on two pluses or maybe. I'm ahead on twos, I'm gonna let someone else push the threes to rust out my twos. Um, And I'm thinking about how that tokening war is gonna go down between tokening Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Charleston, Uh, where am I at in that and making sure that if it's, if those tokens are getting taken in the first OR, then how am I growing up my companies in that M&A round after 2.1 2.1 to get one of those tokens, like, I, and if I'm not gonna get it, I at least need to understand I'm not getting it because someone else is getting it, right? right. Like, what? Like, I think maybe when you first play the game, it's a lot to think about, so you're not probably paying attention to where the, who's getting those tokens until it's too late, or not, or maybe you're not. You're like, oh, I don't need to grow up because I don't, you know, I wanted the payouts. So I don't need the shares I don't need the capital but maybe you could have gotten that token and then it would have been worth growing up yeah
0: yeah I, you know a lot of people and myself included when they first start playing this game are like oh I want to have a two-share company at the end of the game um, yeah. and, and get that full payout and honestly I, I, I'm not convinced that that's a good thing that they, they don't get the, the stock appreciation bump for being sold out so they're gonna appreciate slower, which appreciation is a real thing in this game. Um, and and it's so hard to get tokens for that company. Um, you know, you're gonna to have to do it through um, friendly sales and liquidations that, you know, yeah, you may end up at the end of the game with a permanent train in a two-share company that's, you know, you're getting 100% of the payout, but that may not actually be better than getting 60% of a company that's, you know, a five-share company or something that's appreciating greatly. Yeah, because again, $600
1: share price at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the thing's like, okay, so you get two shares in a company and it goes from 200 to 220. Okay, well, you just gained $40. Whereas if you have six shares of that company, you gained 120 bucks. And, oh, by the way, at the end of the stock round, it's going up again. You know, yeah. So, so it's just like I understand the hundred percent payout. I get that, but I don't. I I think, and I think it's like if you have an extra company and you manage to do it, hey, great. But I don't think it's like necessarily the great goal that everybody thinks it is. You know,
1: I think it can be. It can be almost a better goal to get to do that with a five share company where you have thirty, you know, three shares at sixty percent and you have more tokens and more loan space to do things. Yeah. Like, that's more of what I'm going for nowadays. I mean, a lot of times you don't get it, and it's better to, like, maybe be at five shares for a long time, um, and then you're like, oh, I'm only going to have one train, but if I grow up, I can get this, uh, at the you know, grow up towards the end of the game, get this huge amount of capital get that second train. So, but yeah, I agree that it's tempting to, it's just really hard. The map in 17 is, is it, even though it's very permissive track, it's a very tight map. The, you get tokened out really fast, you think that your token's fine, and then, boom, someone opens a company there. Um, and so, any good station is almost always fully tokened, and you want to you wanna get those tokens. Yeah. You want to get the important tokens, more than your fair share. Yeah. That should definitely be part of what you're trying to do. And you should be, and you should not. And if you're keeping a company at two shares, you're gonna let someone else, maybe gobble up those tokens.
0: Yeah. Um, or, or to get tokens into it, you're you're starting companies, you're throwing into liquidation and having that company buy it.
1: Yeah. Oh, You know,
0: um, to try to increase its token count.
1: Or there might be a great thing where a company liquidates and has great tokens, and it maybe even trades because of bankruptcy, and people are bidding on it, and you have a two-share company that they can't win the auction because you don't have enough capital to win the auction. Yeah, you can't take the loans necessary.
0: Yeah. Yeah, two-share companies, I mean, the liquidation thing, if that company has any loans on it, you're probably unable to take it. You know, you just yeah.
1: you so don't that have the loan
0: space for it. It limits a lot of options. Yeah. Um, um, talk to me a little bit about loans and your feeling on like, what's the right level of loans? I, I mentioned that I always feel like every time I like, Oh, I'm going to get that second. Like, oh, I can get a second permanent and max out my loans, but I'll be okay. Cause I get two permanents and then it's like, Oh, but they're early permanents and they don't pay as much as the interest. You know, it's just like it's hell I get myself into. Talk to me yeah. about your thoughts on loans.
1: I think I of a loan price is like $20 or less. I really like having the loans. And then once it's above 25 and more, I start being wary about how many loans I have. It's, loans are a thing where you can game them to hurt other people. And I think that if you're lower on loans, maybe there's times when you you want to push the interest up just enough to hurt people that have a lot of loans. Uh, yeah, so I, I like having them as long as the interest stays low. I'll take on more if I can. So that $20, 25 that's a tipping point for you. That's my. That's where I start getting uncomfortable with the loans.
0: Yeah, I mean, you definitely, if it's at $25, you want to have less than anybody else or, you know, the, the primary competition. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I don't think I've ever taken on loans to push an interest rate just to do that. Um, like, I always spend my money on something, I feel like um and you know maybe that's the wrong thing like maybe you just take on loans and just just just, you know bump it up by five bucks and then quickly pay off those loans um you know i I don't know if that's how that would play out Mm but but yeah um i you know all i all i know is every time i said it's it's like Every time I touch it I feel like I get a shock maybe I shouldn't touch it anymore you know <laughs> it's like I you know I, I every you know I stretch I, I, I and it's just like oh shit you know I bought four trains run forever in this game you know and they pay great so get a second four train and and then you're like
1: oh my god this these loans are killing me you know um, I I think that with the loans I Managed to go bankrupt in like the first five games of 1817 I played. <laughs> I just, it, it, it's the loans and then it's, um, we didn't get into it, but the three train, a lot of times in 17, the three trains are not as good as the four trains. And I, people that play with me know that I like to buy three trains. Two, two three trains. So I like to load Adam up. always is going to try to buy two, three trains in any game. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Extra three, extra three. So I'd I'd get two, three trains on a company. I'd be rocking along, and then someone would push out those sixes and just blow me up. And I'd have a bunch of loans, and I would die. And I had to redo my mindset on 17 to avoid that. Uh, So it took me quite a few games to get over. And I was definitely blowing up because of loans and taking on too many. but this, I think this is definitely a game where if you do, you think on zero loans, you're just not going to make enough money. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to take on some.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah. I, I agree with that. I I think where you know where my play differs from a lot of, and again, I'm not a great player at this game. I then generally half pay more frequently than other people do. You know, we we enter that that uh, second stock round. You know, after the second set of ORs. Oh, uh, I guess that's technically the third stock round. And um I typically have a hundred bucks less than everybody else. And I also have two less loans than everybody else. So, you know, I I count the loans as money you're gonna have due. And okay, they may have four hundred dollars, um, and they have two hundred dollars outstanding in loans that I don't have, and I only have three hundred dollars, so maybe I'm a hundred dollars ahead, but you know, I, I'm undervaluing what I can do with $100 now versus the $200 debt later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, yes, I frequently get last choice in where I start my company in that uh, second OR set, you know, and um,
1: so your third like, OR set. Yeah, yeah, so then you're gonna get something like, you know, Detroit or some, you know, maybe Richmond or yeah. Indianapolis or something like that, Toledo, yeah. something like that. It's usually bad. Where um, instead of Scranton or Albany or something like that.
0: Yeah. All right, so talk to me about, let's get in the middle game a little bit. Uh, talk to me about how, pushing four trains. What's your strategy around getting the fours to come out in this game, killing yeah. those twos? Usually there's multiple people
1: trying to do this, so you yeah. get a lot of help. This is, this is one of those 18xx moments where you're, you need to be looking around the table and and be like, you know, are you running the most twos? Like if you're running the most twos, then you don't wanna be the one to do it. You wanna, I mean, you're probably gonna to need to get capital to save yourself if the table is gonna blow up your twos, but you don't wanna be the catalyst that kicks would, off the whole process. Would you forego buying a three so that, you know, they last longer? I
0: mean, the versus getting the payouts that you might have gotten with the three?
1: Mm, probably, uh, I think it's probably bad idea to have zero threes maybe you have a single three or maybe you have a couple two pluses and a bunch of twos and then you can if you have a a couple two pluses you can skip the three maybe and try to run out your twos but i think you only want to do that if you have a lot more twos than everyone else if you don't have that many twos you want to be buying threes yeah um to to have more trains Yeah, like maybe if you
0: had three twos and two two pluses, maybe you don't buy the three. Like try to get those twos to run as long as possible. You're probably gonna have
1: more than everybody else if you have five. So the four coming out in 17 is like the, the first train, the big train rush, the first like wall that you can really get hit hard by. And I think in our games we see it happen in stock round three. Everyone has a bunch of money and they're floating new companies and they're looking for short targets and uh, they want to rush out any remaining threes and get a four going before anyone runs and the twos blow up and that happens i think most most games i've been in 17 is at least by or um 3.1 the four trains coming out
0: yeah you you can, I mean, you definitely can tell if it's gonna happen in that stock round. Like you can sit there and you're like, okay, how much money do we have around the table? Uh, maybe a couple of shorts get taken somewhere. And it's like, oh, yep, this is exactly where the four is gonna get bought. And it's always before all the existing companies run, right? Everybody's parring at $400 or even, you know, it's a $200, you know, stock price or north of 150, no company has moved up from its initial starting capital and everything's gonna blow up. And
1: yeah, you know. Depending on the money, you you might be able, if you have the, like the highest running company, you might be able to get your shoes to run one last time by buying over and maybe delaying the four a little bit. Like you have to look for that. Like maybe your shoes can run, but everyone else's shoes don't run. That's a great position to be in. Uh, that's can be very hard to engineer though. Yeah. Yeah, with the loans and and
0: um, shorting and things, you may not know what position you're in until
1: the end of the stock round. I mean, definitely. But because this is probably happening in 3.1, at least in our games, uh, going into that third stock round, uh, I'm really thinking about how do I not let myself be the, sh- the easy short target? And so that is like, you know, I don't want to go into that third stock round with one of my companies, like being a five share merge at like $180 and it doesn't have a two plus or a three train yeah. because that, I mean, that's just going to be like, I'm going to get shorted five times. It's going to put $800 on the table and new capital. And uh, they're going to burn down those trains. And then I'm going to have loans and no trains. and. How do I? Yeah, you've just how, funded I, your demise. Yeah. So the puzzle is like, I need that four hundred dollars, but I also need to, like, merge correctly or take on loans or half pay or withhold in the right amount to keep my share price, like, reasonable with my trains on hand or have a T plus or a three, where um, if they do take those loans, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Which it's highly situational because you want to be
0: one of the companies that's like in the middle of the pack with your five shares, and you know, it's got a two plus or a three on it. And you know, you don't want to you don't want to stick out from the crowd, right? If you're the one sticking out from the crowd, either because you're in the middle of the pack and you don't have any three or two plus trains, or you're high up in value. And even though you do have a two plus or three, it's like it's just too much money. They can't say no, right?
1: Yeah. I, I've had a game I think where I merged, I even had like a three train, but I had merged like two big companies together so it was like I had like a $200 plus stock price it was just too tempting I mean the the table will will like make you into a bad company at that point
0: yeah I mean if you're if you're a five-share company and you're at $200 and you are in um, that uh, that third stock round everybody's just gonna go well okay I'm not gonna take five shorts on you, but I'm gonna yeah. take one. And so you're in a three or four player game, all right, every single short's gonna hit the table there. You yep. are just it's just it's just too much money. You know, it's like, oh well, hey, two shorts, four hundred dollars, and I get to start a company and you're you're not gonna be able to defend it. You can't take loans and take out enough money to
1: buy your shares. Um Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think when we play ten shares. I've, at first, I was thinking, man, ten shares—it's just—it's like impossible to. It's like too many shorts. I guess in this case, you're, it's just five shorts. But it's like it's so hard to defend against shorts. When I first started playing this game, like it's so unfair. They just short you down. I think as you play it more, you think ahead of time, like how do I take actions to like not let myself be the easy short. Yeah. Like maybe I'll still get shorted, but I'm not giving up too much money to the shorts um, and I have more capital because I half held or fully withheld or got a train over or something. I bought trains across. How do I keep my company in a defensive position and not be too easy? And then also like during that stock round, you can do things like um, when do you want to take out loans to buy up shares? That kind of thing too. Yeah, but we're trying to get that four train out right away, and you want to figure out. I got it, kind of who's in the best interest to get the four train. The later threes, so the threes that are not purchased in in the ORs, one point two to two point two, those the earlier you can get your threes, the much better they are, and there's a lot a lot of threes to be purchased. If you're buying the threes. In the same round that the first four is getting purchased, you're buying a really bad three. Yeah, it's it's really bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's running one to three ors less than everybody else's is going to run.
1: It, exactly. So you want to try to get to that four instead of that three, but I uh, sometimes it's. But then if you don't buy the threes, the twos will get a run. So someone's going to be forced to buy those later threes. Yeah. See, I think if you realize early that you're going to have to buy the later three, just try to get it in you know, the rounds earlier so you can be running it longer. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. All right, folks. Well, we're at the parking space, so it's time to go play some games. Um, uh, we might actually, I don't know, finish up eighteen seventeen. I think, though, next week we might go through the token strategies. Uh, oh, no, no, yeah. next week, because uh, that's right. I screwed up. I thought my wasn't playing this week. I'm not playing next week, so maybe two weeks from now we'll do token strategies or 1817. Anyway, let us know what you want to hear. Add us at the Twitters, um, and
1: uh, I guess we'll talk to you later.
0: Adam, any final words?
1: We're going to have to look up some of those 1862 rulings around mergers. Ah, yes. Come back to that question.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll email Dave and say, hey... I think this is illegal, but I'd see what he has to say. He, he may know the rules better than we do. So anyway, uh, we'll talk to you in a week or two. She's a combination on the wall-based cannonball. Listen to the jingle, the ramble, and the roar as she glides along the woodland to the hills and by the shore. Hey, peeps. Well... Uh, one more game of eighteen twenty-four in the bag. Interesting odd game tonight. I've been try- experimenting with different various openings, um, in twenty-four to see like, you know, what happens. Um, and uh, tonight I I was um second in the draft, which meant I was number three in priority order. And I had Jacob to the left of me. So he got first draft, fourth in priority order, then Pete, and then JJ. I was like, I'm gonna try a low um company start. I'm gonna try to get as many in the mountains as possible. I'm not gonna get any of the major components. Maybe I'll get one major component. And um Um, I'll take, I got, I was like, I got to have one company. So I'll take my favorite little yellow company. And so I drafted the yellow first that gave Pete the opportunity to draft, um, the, uh, number one orange company, as I recall, Jacob drafted the, um, the, uh, number one Brown. Then JJ goes and he is just, he's also doing a weird strategy. He takes the green company and a mountain company. And at that point I was like, oh shit, he's he's one up on me on the mountain companies. He's going to get more than I'm going to get. And so I had to all of a sudden rethink, but then it comes back around and there's still the number one purple. So now Pete has the number one Brown and the number one purple. Um, and okay. Uh, and so I was like, well, shit, I need to get a mountain company. So I got a mountain company. Um, and, um, Jacob then went with the number two Brown and then Jonathan goes again with another mountain company. Um, Pete's like, well, hell, I'm going to take the number two purple and make that work with the number one purple. And I and so I took another mountain and it got around to me um, again and the orange number two and the orange number three were still in there. And I was faced with either passing with sitting on like, you know, $220 or something like that or choosing one of the mountain companies. Um, I was just like, no, I'm not taking two mountain companies. That's never turns out well. Um, and so I took the, 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 um, orange company. And so I ended up with like two mountains, the yellow, which I parted a hundred and the, the orange number two and like a hundred dollars left or something. I think that's the math on that. Maybe $80 left. I don't know. Um, anyway, so I was sitting on a cat on a lot of cash. Um, But then we get into the track lays, and Pete, normally that number one orange lays a double dit that one leg is straight between it and the orange two, like you connect those two. But he didn't. He laid, I think, a crossbow, and he pointed towards the number two purple. Like he's going to connect those two companies. And this proceeded to just like create this little bit of chaos south of um Vienna, and um just had ripples throughout the entire game in the early part of the game. Pete is just crushing us I mean, he is out earning huge money, just absolutely crushing us um and then we finally. You know, if we get to the point where we've had, okay, so first OR set, not all twos are purchased. And so we don't export a three. We export, I think, the last two, which means the next OR set's only one set of ORs as well. And so the twos ran like an extra time because of that. Um, and And Jacob admits he doesn't quite have a handle on when and where to buy trains and and so there's a couple of times when he had opportunities to like speed up the trains and he didn't. And it just let Pete run for a lot of money. Now, to be fair, Jacob was running for a lot of money. Um, but I think he was like acquiescing control. And in this game, that's not a good thing. Just Pete had the momentum on the trains most of the night. And so in the middle part of the game, we got to this pivotal stock round. I think it was the... Um, after the third set of ORs, it was kind of this pivotal stock round. And I could see that in the next set that the Brown company was, would form if some of the, the minor companies would start. And not, not well, not miners, but the publicly traded non stocks bonds. And so I risked it and I said, I'm going to let the other players do that because I don't think this is a good time to do it. There's too many trains to buy. We just don't have enough capital to fare well to get from this train position to the permanence. Like we are going to have to buy out of pocket at some point in time if you start right now. So I bought an orange share before that company formed. And that also forced Pete's hand because. Now, I, you know, I had one component, he had the, the you know, presidency component and one other. So he had three shares, but now I had two. And so if he lets me get to three, well, you know, it it's not going to split well. So, um, but Jacob decides, okay, it's time to start his blue company. And so he bought a blue share. And then we get over to jj and i was expecting jj to to start the red company now the track was horrible for the red company because of that track lay out of the the orange number one and it was just like oh my god um that red is just going to be horrible and so jonathan starts the red company And he had three of the mountain companies and $400 in his pocket. And he started it at 60 bucks. And Pete and I are looking at each other going, what in the heck is going on? He he was able to buy like six shares. I bought a share of it because I had 60 bucks left over after buying all my orange. I bought four orange or no, I bought three orange, um, had fourth with the uh, the flip over, Pete had the other sixty percent, and so because he bought that started that red and he and the blue was starting. I could reliably say, okay, we're definitely getting into the four. So I continued by the orange, but it was just like, gosh, Jonathan, you're you're gonna have only six hundred dollars. You're leaving four hundred dollars on the table, and you know, it, it's like that's you're definitely gonna have to buy out of pocket a train at some point. That that company's just a huge liability. And afterwards, you know, I talked to him about that and he's like, well, I was just trying to get a lot of cheap shares, you know. I don't think that, well, based on how Jonathan did tonight, that's just not a strategy for this game of buying, paring low, that way you can buy lots of shares. Um, um, that did not work out well for Jonathan. And so anyway, I was able to delay starting the yellow. Now, I knew I was gonna lose out on the tokens. I wasn't going to get the tokens where I wanted them to be, although I did actually end up getting fairly good tokens. But um, but that's one of the nice things about the yellow company is it doesn't have to get the greatest tokens. It's already got a connection to Vienna. Yeah, blue is probably also going to get in a connection with Vienna, but it's going to be blue's second token lay that gets the connection where yellow gets that connection to Vienna. So not a great time to start a company at that point in time. And so because I bought those orange shares and orange converted um, and it paid a hell of a lot of money, um, you know, Pete did not all of a sudden escape. And so the interesting thing about it was like in the middle of the game, we get to the next set of ORs and Pete's got like you know eighty bucks or something. But, you know, he can see that the purple company is going to form in the next set. And I've got about the same amount of money as him. Um, And yeah, he's got components, but I could sell my orange and buy purple and, you know, take the company away from him, theoretically. So he had to buy purple again early, I think about one or two. Um, And uh, so, so coming out of those middle stock rounds, he was down many shares on me because... Um, I had these hundred dollar shares that I was buying and he was buying $120 shares that weren't paying one OR. Um and so that early lead where he was just just getting bucketfuls of money, um, didn't didn't work out. I mean, like I shouldn't say he won the game. It worked out. But it, based on the early play, I was like, well, we can just call this now. And we could have, I mean, but but the relative positions changed a lot. Sure enough, um, you know, the guys who started those companies, well, and then Jonathan, so that, that stock round where, where Pete is buying um, uh, the purple shares, um, Jonathan is, um decided to start the black company. Pete had laid a bunch of track towards the black to make it halfway decent looking. Um, it still looked like it was, <laughs> you yeah, know, maybe it was still going to, um but so jonathan decides to start that so jonathan's got now he's got three of the publicly traded companies and and um you know with the red the green and the black and the operating order was such that um his green went before my yellow the uh the newly formed purple um so I guess actually the purple was going to pay out both both rounds, but the, yeah. So the the purple um, formed at the end of that OR, and and so those guys going to operate before me. And I was like, if I'm lucky, if this works out, I get a permanent train. Like I just buy right into a permanent train on my on my um, yellow, um, and uh, and that's that's what ended up happening. I bought right into a four G. Um, and so it worked out pretty damn well for me and sure as hell, both Jonathan, um, JJ and, uh, um, Jacob, they both had to um, pay out of pocket and actually Jacob totally missed timing on the trains. He refused to buy a five. He was like, I hate buying fives. They're just not worth anything. Uh, I refuse to buy them. And so both his companies, um, the trains were killed on. Um, I bought a 4G, which killed all the 2Gs. He had had an opportunity to upgrade it to a 3G, um, which he didn't take. Um, and uh, um, yeah, so, you know, um, the, the I killed his when I bought my permanent 4G, that killed his 2G and he was running after me. Um, and uh, an eight got bought um, by Pete. Um, and that that meant that when his um, when his uh, Brown Company formed, didn't have any trains. He, so Jacob went backwards on both his companies that stock round, or that operating round, didn't get any payouts and then had to buy um, a train out of pocket. So, but Jonathan's, JJ's position was even worse. Um, JJ ended up fourth because he had to buy a train out of pocket um, only for a little bit. Um, But that black company, you know, it was probably four ORs before it was paying more than $15. Um, You know, seven, the first OR, or 11, the second OR. I mean, just dismal payouts. The green company, dismal payouts. Um, And so my thinking has evolved a little bit. On those um, mount or the the the, the coal companies, um, I still like yellow the best because of its token position, and and um, and its access to both Vienna and um, Prague or whatever it is we're fighting over in this game, um, and so it's still the best. The um, the black and the green companies are okay-ish if you have a partner in the purple companies. If you've got the purple one and the black, okay, that's an okay combo. If you've got the purple two and the green, that's an okay combo. Or if you go with the green and the red and you, um, you know, buy a two train, connect the, the green up and, and then buy a G train, and then, you know, then they're okay in the beginning part of the game. Um, And I still hate the blue company. Um, Maybe I shouldn't hate on it quite as much because it doesn't need the help that the black and the green have on it. Um, but, But the yellow is still, because of the early placement of tokens and things like that, the best. Now, but the thing about all those companies is without extraordinary effort, of getting two permanent trains in them, which usually takes the help of a major, um, which then it's kind of like, well, shouldn't you have your two permanent trains in your major? In your start spot? Um, But they're all going to earn the same at the end of the game. Like it does not matter at the end of the game what the heck company of those you own. They're all going to earn in the mid 20s. Like, I mean, sure, there's going to be a five or eight dollar range. And I think that's what we had tonight at the end of the game. You know, like the best companies were paying 28 or 29 and the worst were paying 23 or something like that. But five dollars just does not make a hell of a lot of difference at the end of the game. So the real differentiator on those companies is the beginning of the game. You know, the the ability to earn capital and put money into them at the beginning of the game and and so this to me there's a reason why the black and the green pay better into the company with their coal is because they need it you know and and they require the help to to um to get into anywhere important they're just too freaking far away um i think it would have been really interesting game to put um uh prague not vienna what I, the the uh, eastern of those two center cities one hex further east like what would that have done to the design of this game um would it have balanced those companies out a little better and not made them suck as much um you know or remove one of those mountains between um between uh the black and and you know, like, you know, because those companies just suck. So anyway, um, you know, my so my thinking's evolving a little bit. So if you go back and listen to my four podcast there, I, I I hate on these companies a lot more, but at the end of the game, they really are paying all the same. Um and um yeah. So um, you know, more more thoughts. Um I Getting tired of thinking about 1824. I did really like the three-player game. I would, I would totally want to play the three-player game again. But I'm getting tired of 24. But sadly, I think with my group, we like to. It's like I don't know. We've gotten into a rut of like this four games that we like to play, and those are the only ones we play. So hopefully, I can put the cattle prod to them and we can play something new. I tried to get people to play 1835, um, 35, and its ilk are much unloved games in our group. Um, uh people just like hate on them because of the the um sort of I think I think 35 has like ranks of companies and you're going to you're going to buy this company and then you're going to buy that company and you're going to buy them in these orders and until they sell out you can't buy the next and kind of, I, don't, I don't know anyway I I don't think I've even read the rules of 35 but and it's got some other mechanisms that um everybody's like yeah that that mechanism sucks, and that mechanism sucks, and that mechanism sucks, and you put them all in one game, and boy, is that game going to suck. Um, but I've never played it, so, you know, hey, let me make up my own mind. And, you know, 53 was the same way. I'd never played that game. And now i played that game, and I'd only ever played it at six-player just to see if it could it be any good at six-player, because um, it sure as hell wasn't any good at four. Um, anyway, uh, it's freeway time, getting on the freeway. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, another hour of rambling on 1817. It's got one more in there, um, but uh, anyway, um, thanks feedback on the Twitters and uh, and/or the uh, Slacks, and uh, we'll talk to you later, folks. Here's to Daddy Claxton, may his name forever stand and long be remembered through the courts of Alabama. His earthly race is over and the curtains round him fall. We'll take him home to victory on that war-based cannonball.